I want to draw near to you. I want to draw near to you. At this time, we're going to stand to our feet for the reading of the word and the Sunday school children uh, can be dismissed. I believe the ages are 10 and down. If you're 10 and younger, amen, I believe you can be a part of Sunday school. Amen. And all the parents said amen. amen. Now we love our children. I was testing to see who wants to hear their children fast. Amen. We love our children. We love them when they're with us. We love them when they're in Sunday school. Amen. And there's nothing like, amen, uh, being in Sunday school. I still remember as a kid seeing Father Abraham and loving to cut up and hit your neighbor when they do the ride in the cavalry and, and uh, shooting the, uh, with the artillery and all the different things. You're trying to hit your neighbor and cause trouble. That was me. I'm the one that was unruly. And in fact, there was a time when, when I was younger, amen, and I was sitting near Brother Josh's chapel one time over there, uh, Stockton Christian School. And we were sitting in the back, we thought we were hiding, and we were cutting up, and he was making me laugh, and I was carrying on, and Brother Graves, the principal of the school, said, Brother Josh, Brother Nick, why don't you come sit in the front row? And he called us out, and so that was me. We were always, you know, goofing off. Uh, but we were in the house of God. And one day we learned, amen, how to reverence and respect the house of God and never forgot it, amen. Still, I'm sure there's a temptation from time to time to cut up in church uh, because some, something about being with God's presence, you feel happy and joyful, amen. You feel liberty and peace. And in this place this morning, amen, I feel the peace of God in this place. And for me, uh, for us, if we're not careful, we can just pass on by and think, oh, that's nothing significant but for those amen whose life is in turmoil and in distress and who live in the dark corners of our cities with seeming hopelessness feeling just that little feeling you feel for a fleeting moment means all the world because that's peace that's rest that's knowing I don't have to look over my back I don't have to lock the door anymore I can be free I can be relaxed He's got it under control. And I'm thankful today, amen, like I was many years ago, for His peace in my life. The book of Mark chapter 16, we're going to go to the Word of the Lord. The book of Mark chapter 16, and as uh, my pastor always says around these times, I realize the only thing standing between uh, you and your big hearty barbecue lunch or whatever you have planned is is me, so I'll try to get out of your way as soon as possible, but I'm going to allow the Holy Ghost to move in this place today, and I want God to speak to my life. When I come to the house of God, my prayer, my sincere prayer has always been, God, speak to me. Speak to my heart, God. I want direction from you. I want to hear from you. The book of Mark, chapter 16, verse number 1, and let me say also while we're turning there, how excited we are to have every one of you with us in the house of the Lord today. We want you to feel at home. In, in this place, you're part of the family of God. You're part of the, you're here with us, and we want you to feel welcome. The restrooms are right there. There's another one on the other side. If you, if, so you don't worry and stress out. There's water there. There should be water under your, your pew. Uh, but we want you to feel uh, welcome, familiar, familiar with your surroundings. Uh, book of Mark, chapter 16, verse number 1 says, And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome had brought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. 
And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came unto the sepulchre at the rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, Who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulchre? And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. And entering into the sepulchre, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment, and they were affrighted. Verse number 6 says, And he saith unto them, Be not affrighted, ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him, but go your way. Tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him as he said unto you. And they went out quickly and fled from the sepulcher, for they trembled and were amazed. Neither said they anything to any man, for they were afraid. And I want to draw the uh, title of my message from verse number 4. It says, And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. Verse number 3 says, The question that these three women asked amongst themselves, Who shall roll away the stone from the door of the sepulcher? And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away. And I want to preach on this Sunday morning, this Easter Sunday morning, on the day the stone was rolled away. The day the stone was rolled away. Why don't we set our Bibles down and why don't we ask the Lord to speak to us today and to talk to our hearts. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We magnify you today. God, we're asking you today that you would speak to our hearts, God. God, we're praying here today as a church, God. We're lifting up our voices and we're asking you, God, to talk to our hearts, God, to impart something into our souls, something into our spirits, God. God, that we can take with us, Lord, that it can go with us and be of value to us in our lives. I pray, God, that somebody would receive encouragement today, that somebody would receive direction and admonishment today, God. I pray that Your Word would go forth into our homes, into our families, into our lives, and that it would not return to us void. But, God, that Your Word would accomplish what it's been sent out to do. And will not fail to give you the glory and the honor. In Jesus name. Why don't we clap our hands and worship him. And give him praise one more time. <laughs> hallelujah. 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 I love you Lord. I love you Lord. I praise you. You can be seated for a few moments. Hallelujah. Amen. Usually. When you meet some, someone for the first time. Uh, they could be a, usually a loud, boisterous person, but then you meet them for the first time and they're quiet. They're trying to figure out their surroundings. And I feel a little bit of that this morning. Everybody's kind of quiet and not sure, but just relax. It's going to be okay. Amen. You are amongst friends and family here today, and no one's going to look at you sideways if you say amen or preach with a preacher, amen, or back me up, amen. No one's going to look at you sideways. It's perfectly in order to... Uh, to worship God. In fact, the book of Psalms says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And so if you've got breath in your body today, you can praise Him and you can lift Him up. Hallelujah. And there's nothing wrong with worshiping the Lord. I remember, uh, this is not part of my message, but I remember uh, several years ago, it was 2008, my dad and I, 
the bishop of our church. We went to uh, the country of Israel for uh, a, li- a journey of a lifetime, really. It was a trip of a lifetime. We went to uh, the country of Israel, and one of the uh, one of the different one of the sites that we visited was the upper room. And in the upper room, we know the story from the book of Acts, how that in the upper room, amen, there, uh, there came a sound as a mighty rushing wind and blew into the place. And God filled 120 with the Holy Ghost in the upper room. And so we, we had the privilege of going to an upper room. I don't know if it was the exact one, but it was an upper room. And so we just enjoyed it as though it were. And I remember in that, uh, in that place, amen, and the Holy Ghost got to moving. And I, my dad, uh, at that time he was in his 70s. Amen. And he was so up there in years, but by no means an old man. Amen. Full of life and vigor. And I watched as the Holy Ghost began to move that my dad in front of the whole church just took off, dancing the Holy Ghost and, and worshiping God. And it sparked something in the people that day. And because you got some young men in the church that they're afraid to move and they're afraid to clap their hands. And then when you see an elderly man, amen, just dancing and worshiping God with all of his might, and it puts you to shame. And I remember that to see my dad. And so I've always had that visual image in my mind. No matter what others may think, no matter who may be in the place, if you just put your mind upon God, if you begin to worship God with all of your heart, amen, it will begin to affect those around you. And they'll begin to realize, hey, it's okay if I worship Him. It's okay if I lift up my voice. It's okay if I praise Him. Because I found the pearl and great price. I found the one for whom my soul longs for. I found the one that can fill the void in my heart. Hallelujah. When you find, amen, the pearl of great price. When you find something that's so valuable in your life, you realize it doesn't matter what anybody else says, what anybody else does, because I found the one for whom my soul loves. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You can watch a young couple. As they find each other for the first time, and perhaps they're hopeless romantics, and they find the one. And, and I remember seeing, amen, I'll just embarrass Brother Josh, he's my friend. I remember seeing Brother Josh, Sister Monica, when they first met, we went out to eat one time, and, and they were just staring into each other's eyes. You know, just all, uh, and me and Sister Shannon were like, this feels awkward. They didn't care about us, they were in love. And when you get your eyes upon Jesus, you're not really worried what the guy next to you is doing. Hey, I found the one that I love. I found the one that my soul's been longing for. It doesn't matter what anybody else says or does. I know they're going to still be my friend, but I love him so much more. Amen. He's done so much for me that I cannot tell it all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's done too much in my life for me to turn around. Him one day. Amen. I fell in love with Jesus Christ one day. I watched my mom 
And my dad, amen, as he taught us how to pray, and it, at times perhaps they even forced us to pray, said, no, you're not going to get up or I'm going to spank you. You're going to pray. And I said, oh, Lord, here we go. I'm going to pray. Or at least act like I was praying. Can't get up because mom and dad's going to give me the belt. They're going to spank me. But as I kept on my knees in prayer, amen, suddenly I began to feel God moving into my life. Hey, suddenly yeah. I began to say, God, this is why my parents didn't want me to get up. They wanted me to find you. This is why, God, they wanted me to find you. They wanted me, God, to know that you are a real God, that you are in love with me, and that you got the power to move in a person's life. Amen. I've watched, I've heard the testimonies of mom and dad, how that God delivered them from the bars, how God delivered them from the pool halls, and God delivered them from a promiscuous life, and God delivered them from dabbling in witchcraft and everything else of the sort. Amen. But the day came when they found God, and the day must come in your life. You're going to see Jesus, and it's up to you what you do in that moment. How will you respond? When he shows up in your life. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. The Bible tells us in the book of Mark chapter 16. Amen. That the women Mary, the mother of James, and Mary Magdalene, and Salome, they came to that, they came to that tomb where Jesus, where Jesus' body was laid. And there's somebody that told them, Brother Navarre, that, hey, don't worry about it. There's a stone there. And there's a guard that's on duty. They may have given up. Amen. But they came. Amen. With perhaps a reckless abandon. They didn't care about anything else. And they said, I don't know who's going to roll the stone away when I get there. Amen. But when I get there, amen, I'm hoping, I'm praying that God's going to help me. And I don't know about you today. Perhaps you're dealing with things and you're contemplating giving your heart to God. And you're saying, who's going to roll the stone away in my life? Who's going to help move the obstacles that prevent me from coming to God? And I've got to do this and I've got to roll that away and roll this away. So I might come in contact with Him. And all I'm going to tell you today is just come. Just come to Jesus. Right. Don't worry about how everything's going to pan out, how everything's going to work out, and how God's going to fix your situation. If you're worried about who's going to roll the stone away, and if God's going to cause the guards that are on duty to go to sleep, amen, you may never come. But I want to tell you today, you just got to come to where He is, and the day will come, amen, when you arrive on the scene that the stone will be rolled away. And I'm thankful, amen, that there, was, there came a day in my life where God began to roll the stone away. Where those things that prevented me from giving my all to God, God took care of them. He stepped onto the scene of my life. Amen. He rolled that stone away. He moved that mountain of impossibility. Amen. Today, perhaps you're, you're dealing with things. And you're battling things in your mind. And you're wondering, I don't know if there's if anybody has the ability to move this obstacle out of my life. I don't know if anybody has the ability to move this stone out of my life. Yes. I've heard many people say, I've come to church if God would just do this. And if God would just do that. And if this situation fell into place. And if this happened over here, and if this happened over there, amen, I would come to where he is. But the three women, they just came. 
They said, I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know what's going to happen when we get there. But one thing I've got to do, I've got to start walking in the direction of Jesus. Yes, his body's dead in the ground. Yes, there's a stall over his grave. Yes, there's people that are on guard. And I don't know how it's going to work out, but I've got to start walking. I've got to start going to where he is. And there's going to be times in your life, amen, that you're going to be faced with insurmountable obstacles. And the preacher's going to say something that's not going to make sense. And it's not going to take into consideration all the different things that you're facing. Amen. But the thing that you have to realize is no matter how impossible it is, no matter what you're looking at today, you've just got to begin walking in the direction of the Lord Jesus. Amen. You've just got to come to where he is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it requires faith. Amen. That element that's woven throughout all of the scriptures is that element of faith. You've got to know and trust and believe that he has all power in heaven and in earth. And he can fix what's broken. He can move the mountains in your life today. He can turn everything around in a moment. Oh, let's clap our hands and worship him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Many tombs in the first century Israel were blocked by a stone. Some were square and some were round. And the rolling stone tombs had a large disc-shaped rock door that rolls in a stone slot. Usually it sloped downward. And so rolling stones recovered by archaeologists uh, were, they were found, many of them, to be four to six feet across and a foot thick and weighed a ton or more. A ton is 2,000 pounds. And these stones, amen, weighed a tremendous amount of weight. And they were thus very hard to open but easy to close because of the downward slope. And so one man, the Bible says, Joseph of Arimathea pushed the stone down himself and it locked into place. But to get that that one ton stone to go back up that slope was, uh, it seemed like an impossibility. It seemed like it took a lot of people. And for three women, it was certainly an a, a, a impossible situation. Amen. It, it represented an impossibility to them. And presumably several men would roll the stone up the slot and wedge it into place when the tomb was needed. And then it could be easily closed by removing the wedge. And such tombs were designed to hold entire families, so they needed to be reopened occasionally. Rolling stone tombs were mainly used by wealthy families. And you think of uh, what is a luxury in life. And luxury is something that is usually difficult, made easy, and made convenient, and made uh, a more enjoyable experience. And so perhaps uh, for those that had wealth, they had the rolling stones. Those were an easier way to close that door or open the door. And those that didn't have a lot of money had a square-shaped door uh, and perhaps didn't even have a burial, burial spot. And this fulfilled a prophecy that he would, uh, he would die as a poor man but be buried as a rich man. And God's word was being fulfilled in every step of Jesus' life. Amen. But it required faith on the part of these women. Amen. They asked the question, who will roll the stone away? And perhaps there's those that come to this church service this morning saying, who is going to help me? Who is going to help me?
me overcome my bad habits and my addictions. Amen. Who is going to help me? Amen. When I'm weak and when I don't have the ability and the capacity to do things on my own. And I'm preaching today of a God that can. I'm preaching today of a God that has the power to roll the stone back in your life. Amen. I don't care if it's nicotine. I don't care if it's alcohol. I don't care what kind of Amen. Disease or thing you may be dealing with. My God has the power to move the mountain in your life. And there will come a day such as today when that stone can be rolled away. Oh, let's worship Him and give Him praise today. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, I'm preaching today about the day that the stone was rolled away. Amen. It's important that you come to this place on this Sunday morning with great expectations, knowing and believing that when I get to the altar, I'm going to feel God and God's going to fill my soul and He's going to change my circumstances. He's going to give me the strength. He's going to provide my needs. And when those three women came, Amen. To that place where Jesus was. They came to that place where Jesus was. Amen. They found that all the things had been removed. All the hindrances, all the obstacles had been removed. And then they had a conversation with heaven. Because the Bible says that the angel of the Lord on that day sat by the tomb and began to communicate with them. Begin to talk with them. I'm going to tell you today, you want a word from God? Just get into His presence. You want to know what God's saying? Just get to where He is. Get to where He is. Amen. Find yourself a place to pray. And say, God, I'm walking. I'm walking. I'm moving closer to you. Yes, hallelujah. And as you walk, as you move closer to where He is, as you, as you lunge forward, as you go ahead, amen, reaching for the prize, Saying, God, I don't have the, all the answers yet. In fact, I got all the questions, God. He's just saying, just come. When you get here, it's going to all be figured out. Amen. I'll lead you. I'll guide you every step of the way. They thought, well, I'm just going to go talk. I'm just going to go visit the body. I'm going to bring my spices. I'm going to go worship him. When they just went to worship him, the Bible says, and all the obstacles had been removed. And they had a conversation with the heaven. As that angel spoke with them. And encouraged them. The Bible says. In the book of Mark chapter 15. And when the sixth hour was come. There was darkness over the whole land. Until the ninth hour. The moment that Jesus died on that cross. There came a darkness over the land. Symbolic of a world devoid of Christ. A world, a life that is devoid of Christ is filled with imminent darkness. And there's no direction, there's no understanding. And it's a groping in the darkness. Perhaps you've not wanted to wake up your spouse at night and so you let the lights off as you tried to find your way to your, your dresser and you stubbed your toe and you're just... Trying to find your way, remembering exactly where things were. That's it, groping in the darkness. You don't know what you're doing. You're just saying, I'm just trying to find my way. I'm just going to experience this and try this until I find something. Until somebody turns the lights on. 
And when Jesus Christ died, the Bible says that there was a great darkness that swept over the whole land. And there will be darkness in your life until you come to where He is. Amen. There will be a certain darkness in your life. Amen. A certain groping in the darkness until Jesus Christ comes back onto the scene in your life and flicks that light switch and says, now you can see. Now you don't have to be trying to figure things out on your own. And to reject Christ is to shut off light from the soul and to become ready for the outer darkness. A Christless world was set forth when the sun was darkened. Amen. We also read uh, the, the passage in the book of Genesis that the Bible says from the beginning of creation, there was darkness and void was upon the face of the deep. Amen. Until Jesus began to show up. Amen. Until Jesus began to show up, the world existed in darkness. But when he showed up on the scene, the first thing he did was say, let there be light. And he rolled the stone away and God began to move in people's life. And what God wants to do on this Sunday morning, this Easter Sunday morning, as we celebrate the resurrection of the Lord, is it's the will of God that we resurrect in our souls into new life in Christ Jesus. And we receive His Spirit in our hearts. Hallelujah. There are many symbolic representations of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus or that Easter message. We study the Bible. We read about a certain death that He experienced on the cross. And in the Word of God, that dying out to self is symbolic of the act of repentance or that turning away of the old man, the old nature. I'm dying out to my old self and I'm turning a new direction. We also, I can identify with Christ in His burial through the waters of baptism. For Colossians 2 and 12 says, Bury with Him in baptism. Wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who hath raised him from the dead. And when we are buried in the waters of baptism and the name of Jesus is called over our lives. Amen. We identify with Christ. And here in a few moments we're going to be baptizing one individual and God's going to move in their life as they begin to identify with Christ. And the third area that we can identify with Christ is through his resurrection. And that is through the infilling of the Holy Ghost in our lives. And the sign that God's Spirit has moved on the inside of a particular individual as they speak with other tongues. Amen. That's in the Word of God. Amen. Thou hearest the sound thereof. The Bible, the Lord tells Cornelius. Amen. There's a certain sound that happens when His Spirit moves into a person's life. And the evidence of the Holy Ghost as you speak in other tongues. And there is identification with Christ in the Easter story of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. Amen. I want to tell you that even though He was crucified on a Friday, amen, and He, he was dead and buried in the ground for three days, amen, I want you to know that He, well, he was dead in the ground, amen, He was still working and fighting for this church. He went down to hell with the fury of a madman. He began to fight against hell. He began to wage war, amen, against all of hell. Amen. He got sick and tired of the enemy lying to people. He got tired of the sting of death. And he said, I'm going to overcome death and hell and the grave. And with the fury of only 
name Jesus Christ. He began to raise personal war on all of hell so that you might not fear death, so that you might have hope for tomorrow. Oh, let's praise Him. Let's worship Him. Hallelujah. All those times that the devil tripped you up. All those times that the enemy played with you and flew with your mind. Amen. And God, amen. God has had it up to here, so to speak. And God said, I'm going to go down there where that devil's been messing around. And I'm going to whoop him a little bit. And I'm going to defeat him once and for all. So that my people will live in victory. So that my people will have hope. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. hallelujah. What are you facing today that seems hopeless, seems dreadful? If you'll just come to where he is, say, God, I'm going to come to an altar. I'm going to come to where you are. Yes, and I'm going to trust you to figure everything out. I'm going to trust you, God, to figure out all the missing pieces, all the obstacles, all the roadblocks. I'm going to trust you with that, God. I don't have the answers. You may go home and you may say, well, I went to church. And you may tell them I went to church and I gave my heart to God. And I said, well, what about this? I don't know. I'm just going to keep going near him. I'm just going right. to keep getting his presence. Right, yeah. God, you got to help me figure this out, God. I, yes. I, I may go home with questions today, Sister Navarro. I may go home with not having all of my answers. Amen. Yes. But I'm going to know that God is going to figure things out yes. for me. He's going to work out the obstacles. Yes. And this will be the day that the stone is rolled away in your life. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, let's just worship Him for a few more moments. Why don't we talk with the Lord? Why don't we just lift up our hands and begin to praise Him? God, we love you, Jesus. We praise your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, I need somebody to help me pray for a few moments. Come on, I need somebody to lift up your voices and begin to worship Him and begin to talk to Him. Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus, speak to us. Bless the Lord. Jesus, speak to us. Bless the Lord. Jesus, speak to us. Bless the Lord. 
of a man by the name of Joseph of Arimathea in the book of John chapter 19 it says and after this Joseph of Arimathea after the death of Christ Joseph of Arimathea being a disciple of Jesus but secretly after this Joseph of Arimathea being a disciple of Jesus but secretly for fear of the Jews besought Pilate that he would that he might take away the body of Jesus all the time that Jesus was moving in Joseph of Arimathea's life he kept it a secret just keep that on the down low okay I'm, I'm living for God Bishop but keep that on the down low don't let nobody know I'm just going to kind of be a covert Christian kind of live for God on my own hide that don't, don't tell my friends but upon the death of Christ Joseph of Arimathea said I'm tired of secret Christianity I'm going to go boldly and that timidity that he had all of his life towards Christ turned to a boldness. Because in Mark 15 and 43, it says, Joseph of Arimathea, an honorable counselor, who also waited for the kingdom of God, came and went in boldly unto Pilate. No longer a secret Christian. No longer covert Christianity. No longer a man uh, in disguise. But now he boldly comes to the leaders of his day and begs for Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Realizing I need him. I thought I was okay with leaving him on the back burner, leaving him on the side, on the DL, on the down low. But I realized that more than ever I need him and so I'm going to go boldly before the king and I'm going to beg I'm going to plead I'm going to ask for Jesus I want him back in my life I want him back I want what God has for my life and there must arise in a person's heart a certain boldness that says I want Jesus you don't understand I need him I can't go to the day without him I've got to have him and I'm willing to give up everything I'm willing to give up my own tomb I'm willing to give up the place where I'm going to be buried and I will tell you today the thing that Joseph of Arimathea gave up God gave it right back to him he sacrificed his own burial spot. But Jesus rose again. He had it back. But now God knew. Joseph, you are a child of God. You are a Christian. And it's time to live as such. It's time to stop putting on the back burner, on the down low. And to boldly go before God. Giving up everything. Saying, God, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. I want you in my life. As we stand to our feet on this morning, we're closing. Easter is the rolling away of sorrow. Easter is the rolling away of sorrow. 
the mass of men at that time believed that when a man died that was the end of him they did not believe in the resurrection he was indeed dead he was annihilated and it was a common custom among the Romans to heap great piles of rough rocks upon the graves of the dead as though they would bind them down to the only scene of their existence and men everywhere would shrink with terror from the grave I don't want to die and the thought of death filled them with horror but on Easter Eve amen nearly 2,000 years ago we've heard it preached and taught in Sunday school and in many parts many areas of our life on Easter Eve 2,000 years ago, some 2,000 years, the fear of death rested like an immense rock upon the great heart of humanity. They thought that was the end of man. Once you die, it's over. There's no resurrection. There's no hereafter. But Jesus proved everyone wrong because on that Easter morning, that weight of fear and dread was rolled away. And a risen Savior proclaimed to the world the glorious fact of an immortal existence. You may want to live for the here and now. You may determine in your heart, I'm going to live for here and now. But I'm going to tell everybody under the sound of my voice today, there is a hereafter. And if you identify with Christ, if you identify with Christ, as we said earlier, in the death, in the burial, in the resurrection, your fate is changed, is transformed. And there's hope beyond the grave today. There's hope beyond the grave. Perhaps you may have lost loved ones. Perhaps you may be facing certain death in your life. I don't know all the situations. But if you can identify with Christ on this Sunday morning, your future can be altered. There can be change come into your life. But it's that same boldness of Joseph of Arimathea. It says, I'm going to boldly go. I'm going to boldly ask for God. I want Jesus back in my life. The three women, amen, didn't have to have everything figured out. They just knew, if I just get to where he is and worship him, he'll work it all out for my good. Everything will be figured out if I just get to where I need to be in God. Amen, I'm going to invite everyone to come to this altar. Amen, I want us to all come to this front as we close on this Easter service. And we're just going to pray. And we're just going to lift up our hands to God. I'd like for everybody to come. If, you are, if you're able to, why don't you just come to the front and press in as close as you can. And why don't you just begin to reach out to God. Amen. In your own way, why don't you just begin to talk to God. And I want you to know on this Sunday morning that as you open your mouth and you begin to move your lips and you begin to voice your, amen, your heart to God, you begin to talk to God. I want you to know that heaven will listen because you get to where He is. And when you get to where He is, there is an encounter with the heavens. There is an encounter with God. And you've got the intention of all my 
Sunday morning and God will move the stone in your life. He'll roll away the stone. He'll move the mountains of impossibility. He'll take care of the things you don't know what to do with. You 